0: Skip happens. happens. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Skip Happens. Skip Clark, your podcast host. Normally, I'm joined by Deb Lamphere, the president and founder of the Country Music Fan Club. But uh, Deb Lamphere tonight, with her club, Uh, she's working Nashville, and she's working Nashville. Because of our connection with the CMA Awards. So that's where Deb is tonight. And by the way, uh, with the official CMFC, the official Country Music Fan Club, uh, I highly recommend that you go to their Facebook page. You look them up. If you like these opportunities to go to Nashville and maybe be at the CMAs, uh, you look up the Country Music Fan Club. And of course, Ms. Deb Lamphere. Uh, you can become like seat fillers, and that's really cool. But right now, let's get right to our guest. And uh, we were just talking without the mics on that it's probably been hard to believe, but um, four, five, maybe six years since we've actually seen each other. And uh, if uh, you're into the music scene here in the Northeast in the, in the uh, Syracuse area, you may have seen him. He's been here quite often uh, in the past. Now everything's kind of put on hold, but Mr. Billy Lord is with us. Billy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Skip. There's uh, you guys up there. Oh, well, we miss you too. And uh, I guess this is the uh, next best thing is uh, utilizing our technology, and being able to uh, at least we see each other face to face and we're both live. So that that's the good thing. It's just you can't be here in person. So
1: it's a Zoom meeting world, right?
0: Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. Zoom. This is when I wish I had socks, uh, stock, and Zoom. That wouldn't that be too Can you just imagine that? Uh, I you, you, and, you and me both. <laughs> i love it so how you been buddy everything good
1: Every everything is good um you know people people have been asking a lot because it has been a few years and um yeah you know, i've got a lot of unreleased music and um i've been writing a ton and getting ready to record here with uh, mitch thing from sputnik studios and in, 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 in nashville and um been working with renee true sitting to my right here and on some amazing arrangements for new music. So, um, you know, it took a minute, a lot has happened. A lot has transpired. Um, you know, Nashville is, is, is no joke. Um, and it's, it's a tough, tough, uh, road, but, um, you know, I've, I've been going steady the whole time, even though I've been pretty silent on social media. Um, you know, just, just really keeping to myself, uh, you know, I've been through some business dealings that, didn't work out so well, and now I'm, I'm out of those and kind of on my own again. And I found that when I started this whole thing, I was all by myself, and, and that's when things really started taking off for me. So it's been quiet, but I've been quietly building in the background, and I can honestly tell you that I think that I'm in the best position that I've been in oh, yeah. personally in a long time. So I'm ready to do some music again.
0: Yeah, that that's awesome to hear. I've always been a fan of what you have done, and uh, from the first time that we met, I said, "Man, this guy's really cool." I love the music and all that. But uh, that goes back. Um, did you have a Harley? Was it a Harley that you were? Yes, sir,
1: I, I still have that Harley. Um, really? Yeah, you know, I, was, I was fortunate enough to have Harley Davidson sponsor me, as, as you know. When I met you, um, you know, it was it was not long after I started music, which I started very late in life, as you know. When I started. At a, at a bad time when I lost everything. I was in New York City, and, and right. really, um, you know, all I had was a guitar, so I, I just taught myself to play. And yeah, you know, that, that was my story, but now it's become more about, you know, the music um, and how it kind of took off. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I've learned so much about being a writer, being a singer, being a performer, um, that I didn't know back then, uh, but now I have a little bit of business experience and acumen under, under my belt. And I, I just learned a lot of hard lessons. So, um, like I said, I'm just in a, in a much better place now.
0: Yeah, and well, you know, all that experience. If you didn't have everything, well, let me put it this way: if those things didn't happen, maybe you wouldn't be where you are now. You've learned from all those mistakes or some of those dealings that may have gone bad. You've learned from that. And now yeah. you're in a good position in your life, and uh, you're rolling with your music. And, it, uh, it's something
1: to really skip about just, you know, just uh, surviving it,
0: <laughs> you know, just
1: just uh, maintaining, um, staying in it and, and not giving up. Right. Um, yeah, you know, That's been the big thing. And, and, you know, when I hear people say, you know, what happened? Did you give up on music? That was never, never the case. Never wanted to. Went through some difficult times where, and I'll be honest, there were times where I just, I didn't enjoy music the way that I did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because it was very organic for me in the beginning. I wasn't really thinking anything beyond Wanting to make some great songs, and I've come around full circle to that. Um, you know, I, for a minute there in Nashville, I, I think that you know I got kind of caught in the trappings of you know the bright lights of, of Broadway down there and um, the, the promises people were making, and you know some some of the brushes um, you know with, with, with the larger crowds and, right, right. and some of the fanfare, and, and um, you know you start thinking differently about what you're doing. And you lose really sight of, of who you are as an artist, uh, first of all, because at that point I was, you know, I, I was really trying to write for Nashville at that point. And when I started, I I was really writing for me. And I think that I'm coming back to that where I just want to write for me. Now, I won't say that Nashville hasn't influenced my writing and my style and even the way that I speak. My parents, you know, make fun of me because I think I have a southern accent now, which I think is kind of funny. <clears throat> but
0: uh, you have a little bit of an accent now. You didn't have that before.
1: <laughs> I've, I've yeah, heard. been here for
0: a little bit, so
1: yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I I, I love it. Know, it goes beyond just saying y'all. I mean, I, I yep. hear it. I hear it at times, and and uh, I don't mind it at all. I kind of like it. I've really settled into you know living here in Tennessee, and the people and the vibe is is really pretty cool.
0: How close are you to Nashville itself? Are you are you living right in the city? I am-
1: I am now about uh let's say about 30 miles southwest I'm of, of the
0: yeah I'm in a little
1: town uh called Bonacqua. Okay. And there wasn't much here when I got here and and moved here a couple years back and now it's it just seems to be booming. I mean the traffic you know it, it, in rush hour now is, is blowing my mind and yeah. you know all these developments are popping up. And th- this area the only claim to fame that this area had was that um Johnny Cash had a had a farm called the Hideaway Farm, and it's a, probably about two and a half miles up the street from where I live. And um, it's kind of a, a little known gem, but you know, for people coming to Nashville, I really recommend they seek that out and go and see it because it, you know, you walk through that house and it's just like you know, Johnny left wow. yesterday. It's you know, his shoes are on the floor, and his robes and hanging on the on the door. It's it's pretty crazy. It's, it's
0: yeah, it, it, it amazes me that it's still like that. It's amazing. It it amazes me that you can walk in there. and There are his shoes or there's, you know, nothing's moved. And what about isn't there like Studio A, Studio B? I'm trying to think. Um, You can take a tour. One of the old RCA studios. If you go to Nashville, if you're going to do a tourist type of thing, you can take a tour of the studio and everything is right where they left it when they locked the doors. And it's yeah. amazing. From the microphone, actually Elvis recorded there a couple of songs, and that microphone is still there. The podium is still there. The tape is still on the tape reel. The piano is still just the way it was when they, lo- you know, when they wrapped up that session. And yeah, it amazes me. It is. It, it's crazy. And you know what? You walk in there and you get the feeling. You get this like eerie, like yeah, you know. And he, now you can hear a pin drop if you know what I mean. It's like. Right you know you don't want to talk too loud it's crazy it's crazy but um not as crazy as you because you drove a road across the country on your motorcycle if i'm not mistaken and you had a guitar you know slung over your shoulder
1: yeah that that was uh that was interesting um because it was kind of you know just this uh after i recorded the first album and, and it did really really well and i got a lot of exposure from it that i didn't expect um yeah. i i still didn't have a home at that point i was just kind of roaming around and, and playing and um, I had the opportunity, or the idea, I should say, you know, just this romantic, crazy notion. I wanted to cross the country on a motorcycle with a guitar slung on my back and, and uh, write all these songs about the people and places um, that I encountered along the way. And um, I had a, my manager at the time, uh, Gina Maggiore, uh, struck a, a deal with um, Rich Rossmeyer Harley-Davidson down in uh, Daytona, Florida. Mm-hmm. and um got me on a uh an iron um which is not a cross-country bike by any means and um i, I really didn't think of logistics of it at all <laughs> the wind drag on the the guitar or any of that um I, I actually went through a case where you know the guitar case was strapped over my shoulder and i was right. doing 80 on the highway and it literally ripped off of one shoulder Oh my god. Came, it flopped down and it was like whacking against my leg and i was in the left lane i couldn't get over to the right and my heart just dropped into my stomach and i thought oh i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it oh my so god I, I did get it pulled over the side of the road and, and i got um actually the case that's sitting right over there now which is more substantial and it has like a buckle snap yeah. thing across the front it's a little more durable but just the idea that I did it on that bike um, ended going, it was like 14,773 miles all across the country, wrote 25 songs on that trip. Um, I left um, St. Augustine and I had recorded a little bit with Lou Rubino at Fish Tank Recording um, before I left. Mm-hmm. But I really left the journey in St. Augustine and I returned um, six months later and dropped my kickstand down in that same spot and walked in and recorded the 13 songs that made up national anthem, which is my wow. second album. And the really cool thing about that is um, Carly Joe Jackson was in town um, doing a show. And and I, I said, Carly, you know, would, would you do some backup vocals on some of these songs? And she agreed. And, and I just had her voice in my head. And that night before she was to come into the studio and record, I uh, literally was sitting by the pool and I, and I wrote this song with her voice in mind, and it was a duet, Still the Evening Sky. Um, and I said, Carly, do you, you want to record this, uh, a full song? I just do background. So I played it for her, and she said, I'm in. It was the first song we recorded that day. Carly did the vocal, and literally in one take, it was incredible. Wow. And, and that song became my first Top 40 single and really got me to Nashville and brought me where I am today, which is a really good place So. And that, that motorcycle trip and the, that we're me, and the people that I met, you know, all the way across the country, I met the greatest people. And a lot of those people I know are listening right now. And mm-hmm. I can't appreciate enough still to this day, the people that took me into their homes wow. all the way across the country and gave me a place to sleep and, and fed me and showed me around their town. That's and awesome. I learned a lot about people, you know, the goodness of people and, um, about, about the country. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that trip. I'd love to, to duplicate it again. I did get on the motorcycle again um, when I released Netflix mm-hmm. and did a radio tour. We did um, twenty music radio stations on the motorcycle in thirty days. A lot of times, riding overnight uh, to make it. So, and that was the last last time I did that, but I loved it.
0: That's crazy. And I, you know, you said you wrote all those songs while you were on your bike going across the country. Uh, that's got to be the best writing material. When you're seeing all these different sites and different types of people and it just must give you that information, that knowledge, it must give you that that will to write and to write about these people, which we all know that's what country music is all about. It's all about our lives and it's all about what we're doing day in, day out. You know, just uh, just doing that, just really that, you know, that's what did it for you.
1: I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I, when I came out, my first album was very rock driven and I still consider myself more of an American rock with a little bit of country and Southern rock. Yeah. And, and, but I, the thing that I do love and that I really associate about country music that no matter what your style is, I think it's a very honest um, style of music. I think it cuts right, right to the heart of matters. I think it tells stories and I think it reaches people on a very universal emotional level. So in that sense, I hope I always get associated with country music.
0: Yeah. So are you still riding? Do You still get on the bike and
1: uh, I, I actually rode this weekend. We had that crazy weather. I think you guys had it up there too, or it was like eighty yeah. degrees.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had like <laughs> uh, six or seven days of seven mid seventies, and it sh- we should have a foot of snow on the ground, you <laughs> know? Right. <in> November, <laughs> and it's like we're outside raking the leaves, cutting the grass, uh, yeah. my shorts, getting things done. It was just, uh, you know, amazing, amazing. Yeah,
1: I, I had my bike in the garage and I, I had it on the triple charger and covered. And I thought I was done for the season.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and this weather, was
1: so beautiful that I got back on the bike and, excellent and rode the all weekend long. And I do ride a lot when I'm on the bike, which is a weird thing. But, um,
0: but yeah, I rode it
1: almost every single day this summer after work. Um, you know, I was working crazy, crazy hours. Um, yeah you know, usually about 60 hours a week and i always would take an hour after work to get on the bike and there's some beautiful country roads that i've discovered back around my house and i have these loops that i do they're about an hour and a half each and just clear my mind and, and that's kind good, of um, that's
0: the best way to do it you just chill, yeah. just let it go let everything out just go if you've had a bad day just get on the bike and go that's so awesome so that's it. What about um, Billy uh, Billy Lords who we're chatting with tonight here on Skip Happens, along with the official Country Music Fan Club? And by the way, they are in Nashville. If you missed it in the beginning, uh, they are uh, working the CMA show, which is pretty cool. And that's why Deb is not with us tonight because they are actually at the CMAs. And uh, if you do watch it, there's a lot of pre-recorded uh, stuff going on with the CMAs. You'll see the back of their heads. Not that you're going to see, you know, they just uh, they probably all look the same. But yeah, they're there, which is pretty cool. Um so what about this pandemic and how have you handled everything that's going on? I know here in the Northeast, we're going backwards. Um, you know, the cases are going up. Uh, the governor of New York is, you know, laying down these mandates, um, you know, the number of people, you know, the, the capacity limits have been cut way down. Restaurants now have to close at 10 PM. The gym's got to close at 10 PM. Uh, just all this stuff, and that just went down today. So it's going in the wrong direction. But how have you handled uh, being an artist and not having the gigs, not having the shows that you normally would have? Um, how have you handled all that, Billy? Is it um, has it been a, a blessing to you? Maybe that you don't, you know, being able to concentrate on yourself or it, it, it has been a it has been a blessing.
1: Um, I, I was not playing a lot out um, to begin with for the last couple of years. Um, for for a number of reasons. Um, So for me, it almost leveled the playing field with everyone else because I already wasn't, wasn't doing too much live stuff. But I, the funny thing was right when it hit, um, I was, I was starting to book again. I started to, okay, I'm going to get out there start doing shows again, start introducing new music to people. Mm -hmm. So it hit right then. And it was also at a time when, um, you know, I was about to record and there was a lot of other things um, in the works they kept because of the pandemic got postponed and got postponed and got postponed. Right, right. But the one thing that through this entire process in Nashville and through the last five years that I've I've had to learn is the hardest thing is patience. And I've never had it and i and I've learned it. And I've also learned that, you, you know, you're right where you're supposed to be at this very moment. And I feel comfortable that, you know, the groundwork has been set for whatever's coming next for me and that it's given me time to really, um, you know, reflect, refine my plans, really build a foundation in my personal and financial life um, so that I could get myself positioned to do what I, I like to do and to write those, those songs uh, that, that I love most and, and figure out what's going to go on the album. What's not, you know, the, I tend to be a very prolific writer and songs come to me easily. Yeah. And I'm usually pretty good at deciding, okay, this one you know is good, this one is not. Um, even though people disagree from time to time, they think it's always good that I don't, but but um it's it's enabled me to really I think get my best material up front.
0: Yeah, if somebody disagrees, that's all right because yeah. it'll just make it better. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, nobody you know, if it just doesn't if somebody doesn't like it, then ask them why they don't like it. What can it what can we do different? Then you come to a happy medium and Bam, you got yourself a kick ass song. That's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, who do you have there with you?
1: I am sitting next to um, just the best player ever, Aww. Renee, Renee and, <laughs> um Renee and I have uh, been playing together for about, I would say, only about six weeks, six to eight weeks, somewhere around yeah.
2: there. Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh, Renee, why don't you tell
0: the people who you are? I know, Renee. <laughs> Good to meet you. Well, tell us a little bit yes. about you and how you got involved playing with Billy.
3: Oh, well, um, well, I'm, well, I'm originally from West Virginia. Okay. I've been in Nashville since 95.
2: I hear um, the answer.
3: And you were talking about how, how the, the pandemic affected uh, the playing and gigging and so forth. Mm-hmm. Usually, I've been playing, you know, touring on the road and then playing downtown uh, quite a bit. Um but this whole pandemic thing, I must say, has been in ways, has been quite a blessing because, on one end, yes, things have shut down. But then again, uh, if things hadn't shut down, I wouldn't be able to be here with great artists like Billy being right. on the program. So right. it's been, it's been just like I said, quite a blessing. So
1: it, the, the nice thing, too, uh, and, and Renee's just a seasoned player, and
0: I can tell, and- I can tell, yes. Pardon? No, I said I can tell. I yeah,
1: yeah. It's, oh, it's easy to tell. Everybody, everybody who <laughs> hears her is just like, she's amazing. I said, I know, I'm very, feel very lucky. Um, but, you know, one of the things through the course of time was that, you know, I came here with a band, I ended up by myself, um, which, you know, was hard enough, uh, you know, to just lose, you know, certain musicians, friends, and stuff along the way has been very difficult. Um, and then you find yourself by yourself and you're writing these songs and, you know as a, as a songwriter you hear all of these melodic hooks um, you know lead guitar parts um just arrangements in your head and uh-huh. when you play for someone with just the acoustic guitar that that's really cool it's a really stripped down version of the song and people love that especially when they've heard the full studio arrangement right they love to hear the stripped down version but if they haven't heard the studio arrangement and they only hear the acoustic version it can sometimes Feel very flat especially to me when i'm hearing everything else in my head so in you know comes renee and she's really bringing all of the melodic components and you know bringing these beautiful pads and, and depth um, that i otherwise couldn't have so it's almost better in a lot of ways to me than a full band um, what, yeah. what she brings is just so beautiful and like i said she's so talented i'm mm-hmm. not trying to embarrass you but <laughs> Um, some of the arrangements that she's she sent me um, have just blown my mind, and I can't wait to get in the studio with Renee and and really um, bring those to my sound because I've never had a fiddle in my sound. So I've always been an electric guitar driven. It still will be. I still love those those rock guitars and and those yep. heavier guitar tones, but I love what Renee does so much, and I think it it has a place in a home in what I'm doing.
0: You know, I'm going to ask a really maybe it's a dumb question, Renee. Um, you call that a fiddle, but what, what is the difference between a fiddle and a violin?
3: Oh, that's, that's fine. I get that question a lot. Um, actually it's the stylistic approach. Um, physically it's the same instrument. A violinist, they have their instruments set up a little bit differently compared to a fiddler. Um, as far as the fine tuners and things like that, but it's pretty much the same. It's just the approach.
0: And how long have you been playing?
3: Well, uh, as I say, never long enough. I'm learning every day, but um <laughs> uh, I've been at it for roughly thirty ah, some years now.
0: Oh my gosh, you're not that old. <laughs> you you've been on tour though. You said have you been out with some of the big artists, or do you just kinda go if somebody needs a fiddle player, you you know, a fiddle player for a hire type of thing or
3: Well, it's 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 pretty much I would say yes to both of those questions. Yeah. hmm Yes.
1: And a lot of studio work, too.
3: Yes. Um, I do a lot of session work, and uh, that's something else. Uh, since the pandemic has happened, um, I've always wanted to set up a studio uh, out of my home. in mm-hmm. um, March is when everything kind of happened. Um, I was heading back in a, in, a, in a van full of other musicians, and we were all getting these text messages and notifications that, you know, <laughs> you know, road tours were canceled for the rest of the year.
2: And, oh, man. You know,
3: you get back in town, no gigs whatsoever. It's all done. And so I'm here at, the, at my house and i well, man, for so long, I wanted to set up my own studio. Um, so I guess you could call it turning lemons into lemonade. Uh, I <laughs> went ahead and uh, You're got right. here. And within like three days, I had my own studio set up. And so then since then, I've just been uh, doing a lot of session work out at home.
0: Nice, nice. Do you do, um, either one of you, do you, like, get on Zoom and uh, get with other musicians and kind of collaborate that way or not?
3: I have done a few uh, Zoom meetings. Nothing's ever finer than being together in an actual room, though. So, I mean, it's it's good for the temporary fix, but ultimately being able to collaborate in a a room, Mm -hmm. you you get the the full spectrum,
0: so. Yeah, Renee, when you say... um... Playing downtown, you've been on that little stage in Tootsie's, or maybe the stage, or some all of those-
3: throughout the years. I've been, yeah. like I said, I've been in town since '95. And oh
0: my gosh, like
3: Billy, you know, I was on on my own record deal as well with a group uh, yeah. for a long time, and and we would be on and off the road, and he, and uh, I always say the ups and downs of the music business. I've always uh, found, you know, yeah. found my home down there, playing several gigs a week a lot. I play a lot at Roberts.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, yeah. yep, I play yep. a lot
3: at Roberts Western World. You know, and I'm that- Traditional country music. <laughs> but that, yeah, we go to 50s, uh, you'll see some old photographs of me from like back in 90, oh my goodness, 90, 96, 97. Yeah, there's there some photos there.
1: <laughs> but she looks exactly the same. Uh, I had, and,
0: um,
3: long hair back then.
0: Next time in Nashville, <laughs> Nashville I'm going to have to hit you up to show me. That's all. I'd love to see those picks. Oh, it's,
3: it's, it has definitely changed quite a bit over the years. Yeah. But I saw that happening. It used to be, you know, well, at least before the pandemic, it was like, you'd go down there and just, like, make a little extra supplemental money, you know, you Get money. for what? some groceries or some gasoline or whatever. And, and your main gig was at Opryland Theme Park when it was open.
2: Yeah. 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 Well,
3: you know, so, of course, the park's closed, but uh, just yep. slowly, but well, quickly in the past several years, it's just it grew uh, into this huge uh, tourist uh, mm-hmm. attraction. That's just like the place to be. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's just not right now. It's kind of at a low right now.
0: Well, Everything is, everything is, there's nothing doing anything. It's, it's whether you're there, whether you're here, everything is pretty much like, this is it. This is our life. I'm...
3: Yeah. But once again, it's, it's, Yes, it's a holding pattern, but then again, it's been uh, it's a blessing too because uh, it's just like Billy said. You have you've had more time to sit down and uh, fine tune things, your plans, uh, fine tune yourself uh, mentally and even physically and uh, musically. So, yep. you know.
0: Now, yeah. how did you um? How did you get hooked up with Billy?
3: A mutual friend of ours. Uh, she had emailed me on Facebook Messenger and said hey i have a friend who's looking for a fiddle player and uh and i was like well okay cool so uh i was like so i wrote to him and we got together and, and his his music uh just really appealed to me it's just like has so much uh, depth it has a lot of depth uh, lyrically and musically and just something it's very quenching to the to the musical soul if that makes any sense so no From one. there, it just went on
1: and, you know, The first time that we played together, I, I couldn't believe, um, you know, how intuitive Renee's playing was. And mm-hmm. I just, it was so beautiful. And, and now it's like I, I don't even like playing without her. Really <laughs> <much>. But <laughs> I, I don't. I don't enjoy it as much because I love. It's a good in thing. fact, sometimes I'll, I'll be playing um, a song and I'll listen to what Renee's doing. And I'll get so caught up in what she's doing that I'll forget. The words to my song because it's just so beautiful what she's playing and I just I, I'm just listening it's it's gorgeous so well, um,
0: yeah. oh go ahead I'm sorry
1: I said we should probably play something for you
0: uh, <laughs> I say now that we're talking about music let's uh, let's hear what you've got and uh, what are you gonna do for us
1: um, I think we're gonna start with the song that I just wrote recently called endlessly and we did post a, a little bit of this on Facebook so it might not be <laughs> super new for everybody but. Um, we're going to play it anyway. We're going to play a couple songs for you to t- today, but that'll be the first one to call it, uh, Endlessly.
0: All right, let's hear it.
2: Midnight sitting up on this rooftop counting stars, heartbeats, and passing cars. When you ask me how long we should stay Endlessly Loving all in little flame Top of the world in a broad road sea Little heaven home on earth Feeling free Cause you're loving me for me God knows it's made to be You'll be living on earth In this field stealing kisses like a stole that even sky hugging turns of flying on a love high when you ask me where they there's me going to be every mile sitting close to me little living on a back seat loving every bird lost and free Right here where we want to be God knows it's you Every twist and every turn Endlessly Endlessly, endlessly. Do we count stars in the sky? Do the wild stop running? Endlessly. endlessly. Til the sand, really to Till the right you the rock mountain touch the sky You'll be in me me
0: Wow, wow, yeah, wow, Billy, like man. Damn, that's good, good stuff. I love it. Um, you know what, we're you're playing the music, uh, but, uh, is your music online? Can people, uh, listeners, viewers, be able to go to a website and download some stuff, or is it?
1: Well, right now, um, it, what's what's out there is is um, you know a few years old now. I mean, you can go on iTunes and there's some stuff on there. Spotify, right. if you look at Billy Lord, there's stuff on there. I still have my own Pandora station, but it's a lot of it's older stuff. So I'm really, really excited. Um, to get in and record some songs like this um, for a new album, I, I kind of have a, a very strong idea of sonically, you know, what what I'm going for and how the instrumentation is going to sound. And just the general overall vibe of the recording. And it's and it's, you know, it's, there's some similarities to what I did, but it is also it's going to sound very different. And um, I would say I look a little different than I did then too. So. Um, you know, I'm really hoping to come out with, with just a whole new package in 2021, new website, new everything. So I hope people will, you know, so many people have been patient. That's one thing I'd love to say is, that, you know, no. uh, the street team on Facebook and, you know, the people who have been, you know, like yourself, who've been there right from, from the very beginnings of this, um, you know, I really want to give them something beautiful. And we talked about kind of the motivations behind what you're doing and how they can kind of get lost in Nashville. But at this point in time, I just really want to make the most beautiful album what I'm hearing in my head and be able to you know, deliver that to the people who, who have been waiting. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I got to love it. Uh, I'm looking at some of these comments and uh, we have uh, people viewing from all around the world. Uh, Venezuela, we've got Florida. Um, I know maybe some of these people you know as well. I know there's Becky on there. This is awesome. Aubrey is saying a great song, Miss You. Um, But uh, just it's amazing that people are listening just all over the world. And it's so cool to see these comments. And maybe for the first time, they're hearing you and seeing you. And it just every little bit helps. And you need to be heard and you need to be seen. So, you know. Yeah. And Ryan's like, Billy is the man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Thank I, you, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we got Carrie. Carrie says, Hi, Billy, uh, my neighbor. Is it Carrie? Or is it? Yeah, it looks like it. But, um, but, anyways, that's so cool that we got these people chiming in. Uh, yeah. Ormond Beach, Florida. Um, yeah. Is it Diane? Di- Diane? Uh, I can't. I don't know if you know her or not. <laughs> but uh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, um, you, you know,
1: you mentioned the, the motorcycle trip across, across the country and,
0: you know, I, I feel
1: like, um, you yeah, know, that, that I just met so many people from all over and,
0: you know, really learned how
1: gracious and, and good people can be, how kind and generous they, they can be. So, you know, those, those people have been supportive all the way through and, um, you know, I just can't wait to deliver on the promise because I've, I know a lot of people, um, you know, very early on uh, just. I you know, love loved the music early on, and I I think they're going to really, really love what, what's coming next.
0: I know. How soon before we're going to be able to see something? It'll be well into 2021, or what do you think? I don't
1: think it'll be too far to, into 2021. Um,
0: you know, uh, I, I have not given Mitch you know, a firm
1: date just yet, but it's coming soon. Uh-huh. And w- Once we get in there, it's just not going to take long for us at least to get a, a good quality single out. I'm hoping to do the recording in, in three uh, three song sessions and and do them quarterly with a, a new single about once every six months um, until we get a full album to you by the end of next year. Um, that's just the way that I need to do it It's um, uh, the only way I can I can do it and afford to do it and do it right you know um, with Mitch um, he's a Grammy winning producer um, his his studio uh, has done just incredible musicians from you know Chris Stapleton to the Rock tours, um, to the Dixie Chicks and Willie Nelson. You know a lot of great music has come from that studio, and we'll have all Grammy winning players on there, and obviously Renee's beautiful, you know, arrangements on there as well. So I just don't see how we can miss. You know, Mitch is excellent in what he does, and I think he's going to capture. Um, you know, particularly for me vocally, um, I've never I've never felt the production has always been you know, what I like it to be. And I just think that, uh, you know, I've learned, you know, uh, what I can do. And I, I really want the right producer to bring that out.
0: Got it. I can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear it on the radio. That'll Me be- too. <laughs> Me too. too. <laughs> you know, and I work the other side of it. So, but it just, there's certain music that just like, yeah, this is good. And you you fall into that category. Uh, by the way, it's Dion, Dion, Dion Alexander is, uh, that's right. Dion, that's it he said pronounced Dion." i apologize for the miss i have no idea i've never seen it spelled like like the way you spell it but uh so it's pronounced Dion. so that's cool that's cool we got it now what do you say we hear another song can we do that
1: yeah that would be that would be great we would love that um what do you promise yeah. all right we're gonna do um a song that i wrote a few months back and you know this this song is is a you know a little bit deeper a little bit heavier um you know, endlessly is more in line with some of the other things I've done. This one is a a, a little bit heavier. And, you know, when I introduce it, I always talk about when, when I write, I like to try to take people into a scene. I like to to bring them in and draw them into a story. And, um, you know, we've all been in, in relationships where they've gotten difficult. And sometimes people say things in the heat of the moment that that they, they don't mean, and it can be hurtful. And my purpose with writing this song called promise is, um, that maybe somebody will hear it and it will inspire them in that moment uh, to to collect themselves and and uh, not say those things. So it's called promise. Okay. I see you crying in the
2: dashboard. I slam the door just to end this fight. You turn the radio to drown the fear inside your mind. You think I'm leaving like the ones before? When you open that door, I'm keeping my promise. Standing right, back backwards and tens so I can say this: If you believe it, I never leave it. Even when it saves the end of Gotta make it through the bad times Stay together in these bad times You know you can me, Even though you won't be Just Keep the light from me Keep the light from me Listening to the recorders all. You can't feel the high until we feel the fall. You'll turn the radio on. will your Keeping my promise. standing ready. But all, I'm i believe i never leave even it's gotta make it the bad for you, stay together in these bad times. you, you before though you will you don't the from Those days the devil does I words I promise standing right here I can put your so I can say this Baby, believe it I'm there for me as it am safe, I don't know where the end Gotta make it through the bad times of Stay together in these bad times of But you can go with me Even though you're not know you
0: Billy Lord. Wow. And Renee in the fiddle.
1: Thank I you. love it.
0: What's that? I don't happening? know how that mix
1: is because obviously I'm singing without a mic. And uh...
0: You know what? I mean, to me, it sounded fine. All right, good. You know, everybody's got to consider, you don't know, take into consideration this is over the web and you're there and we're here. And um, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it sounds pretty damn awesome.
1: This is basically you know our rehearsal that we sit on the couch and this is how we do. So you all are getting kind of that you know, behind the scenes uh look inside of what yeah. rehearsals like for
0: us. Well that that's the way it is. I mean, real people doing what you love and I'm doing what I, I love. And this gentleman has a question. What belt buckle are you wearing, Billy? That came from Ryan Hadley.
1: You know it's really funny? Is that I don't have a belt buckle on. And this is so strange because I always have a belt buckle on. And the, the one that I've been wearing the most recently, and because I had to change venues, we're not in my house uh, right. because we don't have um, internet. I have it, but it's country right. internet. So it's like AOL in nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You still it's have- terrible. So, so I had to switch venues here, and uh, I did. I don't have a belt buckle on. However, I think he, I think he's probably joking because I used to wear um, my favorite belt buckle was a Kawasaki belt buckle that I had. It was a vintage like nineteen seventies Kawasaki belt buckle, and I ride a Harley, so people always gave me a hard time about well, really belt you, man, right? Now. My my worst, most recent belt buckle, the one i would probably be wearing today, actually has it's it has this eagle on it with mountains behind it, and the eagle has kind of become you know my spirit animal. It was on the cover of my last album, it was on all of my um, you know touring stuff and T-shirts, and you know it's still for me um, you know very much about the eagle. So that that was my belt buckle of choice here recently.
0: Ryan says, "Yep, LOL."
2: Uh, yeah, he, knows. he knows he's like do
1: you have that harley buckle on yet
0: he goes um i want to let you know ryan says he wore that to the harley rendezvous yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a lot of grief for that i did yeah i bet you did i don't know if yeah. i'm uh, wanting to wear a kawasaki uh, belt buckle to a harley Davidson event. i don't know but it is what it is
1: well, you know, in Kawasaki's defense, you know, it, it, their 1980, I think it was the, the Z1000, was the fastest production bike.
0: And it was also
1: used in Mad Max um moving down oh, yeah. Mel Gibson. So that makes Kawasaki pretty cool That's,
0: model. Cool. That's cool. And you yeah. shared a beer after, he says. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I, I think maybe more than one. Yeah. And it's a shout out from Alexandria Faulkner. Uh, it says, I work with Billy Lord. He is so talented. Can't wait to listen to all of his music and see him on tour one day,
1: so. Thank you, Allie, I appreciate that. It's been a pleasure to work with her too.
0: You know, um, is it too much to ask for one more before we say goodbye? Sure, Uh, you can do that.
3: Yes, we can.
0: Um,
1: Okay, so we're gonna, you know, uh, know, we talked a lot about, you know, writing for Nashville. This is a song that I wrote that was definitely not for Nashville. it's definitely a little darker. It's a little more sinister sounding. Um, to me, you know, I'm hearing all these incredible electric guitar sounds going to be heavier, uh, more like my first album. Um, and I played it initially, uh, for Renee and I was like, I'm kind of not going to like this song, but I'll play it for we, you anyway. We were just
3: finishing up a rehearsal one evening and he has this like huge book of all these tunes. Uh, he's like, I want to play this for you. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I want to play this, and we were just finishing up, and he played it, and I've just started hearing all of these beautiful melodies in my head, and I was like, "We have to record this right away." We were we were recording some tunes that night.
2: Yeah,
3: we were putting down several of his songs he already had, and and uh, he he said, oh, "I want to play play, let you hear this one," and and he did, and I was like, "We need to put this down right now." So I had him do that right away. <laughs> and uh, I took it home and then laid out all the tracks of everything I was hearing on that 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 piece of music. And so now we're yeah. like, it's now become a living, breathing part of the uh, part of our set. I love it, <laughs> and I'm really really excited to hear what, the, what it would be like in the studio.
0: Absolutely, love that story. And by the way, quickly, Jennifer Blair Grayson says hello. Um, oh, Jennifer,
1: I, I yep. work with Jennifer too. One of my most favorite people.
0: Yep. Uh, that's cool anyways they're they're chiming in we're we're being viewed from all, all around the world which is cool and it's billy lord and we're going to hear something else go ahead
1: i i do appreciate everybody who's tuning in and just like i said all the love and support has been amazing it's been a lot of like i said just been a difficult journey and you know i appreciate everybody who's taken it with me i mean that very sincerely uh this this song is, is um is about uh, you know again relationships after a bad relationship or a bad breakup a lot of times people they like to uh, take stabs at one another on facebook and social media and it's um it's it's a means of of trying to control somebody or a relationship that is no longer exists and um so i call the song remote control it's not like the one for your tv it's just remote as far as trying to control someone from afar
2: don't know if you love or hate me I hate to love you You've been playing the victim lately like no other Those posts you're saying about me If my friends don't know But we don't know You won't leave me Makes you crazy. You see me right? So once he said, she said, all of town. Not to spring. The music, remote control, Remote control, Remote Deliriously happy in every picture. And it's what's about being strong, and deserving better. Radio silence from you. I'm on to be All our friends can see. You have a need to be seen in the ground, drama, Running through and all singing the good prayers. You can dance around low. remote control. No control mm-hmm. Just leave me. Oh, the it just like, ready sea. Oh, see. more he said, she said, all right, no. That's the more received an episode. Drop your weapon back away, slow. Remote control. Remote control.
0: I wanted that to play out all the way. That's cool. That's cool. And the name of the song?
1: Remote Control
0: i'm holding up a remote control all right so anyways i know i'm da- i'm like down a little real small in the corner so maybe you didn't see it but that, that that's all right it's billy lord everybody along with renee and uh wow just uh it's been a great night it's been great to catch up with you my friend um you do look a whole lot yeah. different i mean i remember you with the hair the long you had the long hair you're riding the bike and uh i remember when you came in that day and we did the interview on air. It was so cool. So cool. I
1: remember it very well, too. And I and I appreciate it. then, and I, I really appreciate it now. And I well, can't I'm wait sure. to get back up and see you again. Skip.
0: Yeah, well, well, we'll make that happen. May not be uh, like tomorrow, but uh, we will <laughs> make that happen. And, you know, you're always welcome. And you make the trip. You just let me know that you're around and we'll get you taken care of. So,
1: well, like, likewise, when you're in Nashville, you let us know. And we'd love to show you around. You always have a place to stay.
0: And I appreciate
1: you, you know, you have plenty of room, so.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think my Nashville trips normally were there two, three times a year. I know Deb is there a lot on business, as she owns business in Nashville as well. And uh, right now, as I mentioned earlier, she's at the CMA Awards taking care of business. And, uh, you know, we have that connection. So that that's kind of cool. And to get to know people like you, I know Deb has never met you, but I know who you are and uh, what you're capable of. And now you've got Renee there by your side. And I'll tell you what, in addition, I just love the sound of a fiddle a good fiddle player and it just really adds, it doesn't matter if you have the electric guitars. Yeah, you can still have those. You can still have a steel. You can still have the fiddle and you bring it all together and you've got yourself some great music. Yes, sir. You know, if it's done right, it's awesome. And that is definitely done right. So that's cool. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we do want to thank you for joining us here tonight. And, um, you know, wait a minute. Do I have my list of questions? Hang on. Stand by. <laughs> Maybe I don't you might get away Oh hang on a minute hang on I Carry almost on. got away Carry on the conversation Okay I'm back I'm back So I have a list of questions and we find out a little bit more about the artist and Renee you're welcome to chime in as well um, <laughs> <laughs> It's always it's always good to have a different perspective which is you I got mean, female, female I get it I have a list of 25 questions and Billy, pick a number between one and twenty-five.
1: Uh, thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Uh, <laughs> it is. I was. Why did you pick thirteen?
1: For? <laughs> because I want a dangerous question.
2: Elevators don't
1: even
3: have thirteen.
0: It is a dangerous question. Do you know? Do you, thirteen is. Do you know your love language? What? Exactly. Do I know my love language? Yes.
1: Yes. It. Well, I, I think it's a uh, touch and words of affirmation. I would say.
0: All right. That's good. That's good. Renee's going, huh? See, that wasn't so bad. (laughs) All right. Do another one. Between 1 and 25.
1: I'm going to go with uh, 18.
0: What? Oh, you're going to like this one. And knowing you, I'm sure there's something. Uh, What's the scariest thing you've done for fun?
1: Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well... (laughs) Yeah, come on now, all right you want another one I mean, you, you, you know that i've been i've been up to some stuff in my lifetime boy that that's a tough one right?
0: no you're right i do know I do know, and it's okay if you don't want to answer. Well,
1: i'll tell you I'll tell you this i mean i i think honestly it's, it's you know probably riding a motorcycle because it's it's fun, but it's also every time you get on it in fact, I just rode the other day and i i i witnessed an an accident a, a motorcycle a rider that was down and and that's hard to see so um you know, it's, it's always that, uh, you that adrenaline, but you, there's that fear too. It's pretty scary. Right. right.
0: Also fun. You know, I did at The motorcycle is, is one thing. It's the, uh, the driver of the automobile or the truck that you got to watch out for because sometimes it just,
1: that's the truth. Everybody look, look for motorcycles.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, Renee, pick a number. Uh, <laughs> four. Oh, this is easy. And I already oh. did the answer. You lucked out girl. Uh, what's your most prized possession?
3: My most prized possession.
0: It's probably not what I was going to say, but go ahead.
3: My most prized possession. Hmm. Yeah, I would say probably probably this. Ding
0: ding 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 ding. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I am an owner of a
3: 2013 Mustang GT 5.0. What? Yes, yeah, it's dangerously fun.
0: <laughs> all right, here's the deal. When I, when I fly in, I'm going to get your number. When I fly <laughs> next time, you're going to pick me up at the airport. That's all. We're going to
2: <laughs> <laughs> You
1: got it.
0: All right, Billy, pick a number. Uh, seven, lucky seven. One thing you avoid at catering. One thing I avoid. What at catering? At catering.
1: catering?
0: Yeah, like. Oh. I eat everything,
1: Skip, for real. I eat everything. I'm the best, world's best eater. And, and that happened in New York City. Um, you know, just there's so much interesting food there. Um, there's really nothing that I, I avoid. I will say that I I don't I don't love, like,
0: anchovies. All right, well, there you go. I don't blame you. I hate them. Yep. <laughs> Gross, disgusting. Sure. Okay. Uh, Renee, we'll do one more with you.
3: Okay. Huh. Let's see. Twelve.
0: What is the most adventurous thing you've done that your parents don't know about?
3: Well, if I were to tell you, my parents would find out. <laughs> because they're probably listening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what?
1: My, my parents know everything. Like I, I did stuff in high school and I thought I was so stealth. I thought they didn't have any idea. And literally, I mean, I, I'm almost 50 years old here, and I'll go to visit my parents. My, my mom will just sneak it out. You know, she'll just be overcooking, and she'll be like, hey, so tell me about that time you did X, Y, and Z. And I was like, what?
3: <laughs> I, I would ask for a specification of what chapter of my life that yeah. we're talking
0: about. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. We can we can move on. We'll do one more, Billy. Uh, go oh. ahead. <laughs>
2: we'll
0: let that go. <laughs> <laughs> all right billy pick a number uh nine. Oh, what sounds fun to you right now what
1: sounds fun to me
0: right now yeah um recording
1: sleep 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 sounds fun oh okay
0: Absolutely. that's good yeah that would be I mean? nice
1: i'm work, working a lot i was working a lot of overnights um last week so sleep sounds really fun to me right now but
0: what's uh what's your side hustle what are you doing
1: Uh, manager. I managed. Well, I was managing a Dollar General um, to pay the bills, and that's interesting because you know I was in newspaper and magazine publishing for fifteen years before I lost my job in New York and started doing this music thing, and and then I was just doing music for about four and a half years and nothing else. And when I got here to Nashville and everything kind of went south, uh, you know, I I started working retail, not thinking I was going to do much with it, and I ended up taking on a store managing a store and, and, you know, it's, it's really made my life pretty stable here. And um, I'm
0: going to be using my quarterly bonuses
1: to record some music.
0: That's awesome. You know, and before I do say goodbye, I know I'm, no more questions, <laughs> but um, you remind me of Jimmy Wayne. Remember, do you know Jimmy Wayne? A musician, I, I, do, I do not. Musician. What's that? I don't. You know, and you look him up. But um, he's got a very similar story. Um, Jimmy Wayne was homeless. Um, music kind of brought him back to life. He went on. He had a couple of big hits. I want to say probably back in the nineties. Um, look him up. Definitely good oh, stuff. Your story, you know, everything you've done. You you tried to get away from it all, riding across the country and doing all that. I mean, you were homeless for a little bit, so to speak. You you struggled. You you did a lot of good things did a lot of bad things jimmy wayne was in the same situation and yeah. that story and you know he went on to be just a you know he's he's deep in his faith he um put out some great music and it was a while ago but uh, the story is almost the same very similar let me put it that way i'm,
1: I'm gonna look that up because.
0: Yeah, please, uh, please do read about it read about him jimmy wayne uh, definitely, just a, just a great guy. He, had the, he hasn't been on our podcast yet, but uh, I did do a, a radio interview with him, and just his story is just very similar to what what your story is, and how music kind of you're doing what you love and your passion and you're dedicated You're very dedicated to what you believe in. And, well, I'll
1: uh, tell you that this is the, my favorite part of my story so far, Skip. Is, you know, having been through it and, and you know done a lot of things that I, w- I was not real proud of um, and made a lot of bad decisions and. Well, we all, um, you know, let, let a lot of people down that I didn't want to let down and, and that's a hard thing to deal with. And, you know, coming on around the other side of that now, um, you know, it's just in it a good place and a really good place musically and every, in every part of my life. Like, I just feel the best I felt. So
0: ready to go. That's just dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's Billy Lord, everybody. And Renee, who is, uh, for the last six, seven weeks, has been playing fiddle for Billy. And it sounds like that's going to be a pretty good uh, pretty good matchup right there now. And um, we look forward to hearing your music in 2021 and uh, hearing the project when it's done. I'd love to get it on the radio when it's time. And, uh, you know, here in the Northeast, I know you do have a name. A lot of people love you up here. Um, they can remember from years ago when you were doing a lot of shows in the area. And uh, we'd love to have you come back. So the door is always open, Billy. Always. I can't wait. Love to see you, my friend. I want you to stay safe, uh, wear your mask <laughs> if you have to, and uh, and all that, and uh, just stay out of trouble, my friend. Keep putting out the music, and Renee. It's a pleasure meeting you, and a very talented, and obviously you've been there a long time. So yeah, that's good, and that's a that's a good thing. A long time is a good thing. So.
1: Thank you for having us, Skip. We
0: appreciate you. All right. It's Billy Lord and Renee, everybody. Thanks for uh, having having us on tonight. It's Skip Happens on behalf of, uh, of course, myself, Skip Clark, the host of Skip Happens, Deb Lanfear, the president and founder of the official Country Music Fan Club, who, by the way, is in Nashville. Make sure you look him up on their Facebook, the official CMFC. And uh, make sure you look Billy Lord up online. He's got a lot of his older music up there, and the new stuff will be coming real soon. Peace out, everybody. Have a good night.